This is the Nordic Football Guys Podcast. What is up, everybody? We are the Nordic Football Guys. I am your host, Hayden, and I am joined, as always, by my host, Antti. Antti, how are you doing, man? Moro, moro. What's up, guys? What's up, Hayden? Not much, man. What's up with you? What's up, Doc? What's up, Doc? Hey, that, What's up with you? That What's was, up, like, the hardest thing to get out. I don't know why that was so... <laughs> So difficult. That was like take three just to get the intro in. And I've probably said it like 60 times at this point. So, yeah, I'm always, you are always joined by me. Always. I'm always joined by you, but it's never, I always forget my, that I should probably introduce myself. So, yeah. What you been up to, man? It's like August and it means in my company, it means busy, busy weeks. So very, very work centric mm. past couple of weeks and will be still next couple of weeks mm. well luckily so, that should be winding down about the time when football season kicks off yeah crossed anyway so then you can <laughs> you can enjoy that that'll be nice but i guess you did after work this week or after work today you were you went downtown you said you went to the city center what'd you do there yeah we enjoyed the weather uh we were there just past five o'clock there's this very nice uh Cafe with a great view, um, out uh, like over the pond. That's that's covering the uh, city center of Helsinki. Oh. I'm I'm pretty sure that cafe is in every tourist guides <laughs> of Helsinki, like the best cafe in Helsinki, or at least like with the best view. Yeah. And pretty much all we all we could hear was English there. So what what it was, was the it, place? It by tourists. It's called the Blue Cafe in English. Blue. So cafe. in Finnish, see, no, actually, it's uh, called the Blue. Like uh, Villa or something like that. Okay. It's Sinin and Huvila in Finnish. I can't say I've honestly never been there. <laughs> yeah, it's if you know Tödenlahti. Yeah. Yeah, so it's it's looking over Tödenlahti. Good to know. It's, it's it's a blue building right there. It's, yeah, it's very pretty. I never ha- It's never bad to have a good tourist spot to take tourists because I have a lot of tourists with me all the time. So good to know. Sounds like a good time. Yeah. You can yeah. see it in my uh, Instagram feed the view i mean cool i'll check it out me and my wife have had less of a good time recently we have uh yesterday in the during the day i could hear some rushing water in my apartment and i had no idea where it was coming from and i we were walking around not that oh maybe the dishwasher was running but it was coming from my cabin my cabinet with all my plates and stuff so we had water coming from the ceiling down the wall into our apartment so we have had people coming in and out checking our apartment looking at that making sure that there's no problem and i guess we're gonna have people come through again to make sure that we don't have any water damage and whatever the problem was is getting fixed so hopefully that will be done soon but nonetheless at least i get to sit back and talk football which is one of my favorite things to do with one of my dear friends auntie so, Auntie, uh, as we know, we have been going through our rankings recently. We have now gone through the quarterbacks and the tight ends. So, why don't you introduce what we're doing today? Today, we are going over the wide receivers. Right. Wide receivers. Which is one of the most hardest things to get right. Yeah. It's one of the hardest to get right, and it's one of those that varies the most. And right before we started, I was talking to Auntie, and I was like, wow, we have this guy pretty high. And he was like, well... 
Not really. And I guess not really. We don't have that guy very high. So actually, yeah, we, we only have like a couple of hot takes in the top 10, like hot, hot takes. Yeah. Two very hot, hot takes. Two that are like meh and two that were kind of low on. So, mm. yeah. Well, without further ado, would you like to introduce the first guy? And I think the first guy kind of doesn't really need much of an introduction. He's kind of the guy that uh, everybody has at number one. Uh, the four of us, you, me, Zach, and Brad, we all have him at number one, and the fantasy pros all have him at number one. So Yeah, we can just keep count, like saying random names like <laughs> Oliver, Ollie, and, and, and Christopher, and every, every guy in the world has this guy at number one. Yeah. <laughs> but she were in fantasy football. So, uh, yeah, Michael Thomas, the record breaker from last year. Yeah. It's, it's kind of like insane not to put him as number one the only thing that has really changed is that there's a clear number two wide receiver now Mm -hmm. in the team uh, which is Emmanuel Sanders but even though you take his stats down like crazy amounts Mm -hmm. he still ends up to be being the number one guy in the team he's just so reliable he catches everything Uh, he's open all the time he's a great slot runner slot runner slot runner slot runner (laughs) you want to give that another try Slot runner, <laughs> yeah. route runner. Yeah, he's a great uh, slot route runner. That's for sure. <laughs> yeah. So uh, and 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 to top it out all off, I mean, uh, if there is any garbage time, uh, he has James Winston like throwing bombs right now. So could get even prettier. But yeah. yeah. Uh, is that that's wise? Uh, I mean, of course, you have to take those stats from last year's down. Um, can't really expect him to repeat any anywhere near. Uh, so I have him uh, still with 120 receptions. Uh, I gave like 55 to Emmanuel Sanders, so quite a lot. Uh, and then uh, under 1,500 yards, nine touchdowns. Yeah, so what did you say you had him at 120? Uh, one th- 120 receptions, yeah. So I took like 29 down from last year. Yeah. And what's crazy is the guy, obviously, last year, he was record-breaking in his receptions. He was close to 150. He was at 149. I have his stat line virtually identical to yours. And I think that that's about standard uh, for everybody in the, the, this industry. We have, I have him at 122 of 1,462 yards and eight touchdowns, uh, just over 250 fantasy points. So I have him dropping 50 fantasy points this year, but still it is a huge margin between him and the number two guy. Uh, he is the clear wide receiver one. I think for virtually everybody, it would, it would be have to be a pretty hot take to not have him at number one, I would say. I'm pretty sure there's guys that have him at not at number one just to have that hot take. Yeah. You know, but... It would be hard to ver- to justify it, in my opinion, I, I, I would have to say. but Yeah, I mean, yeah, the difference between the number two guy and the number one guy is, like, so clear. Yeah. Points-wise. One so. thing I want to say about Ma- Michael Thomas is we are in a three-wide receiver league, big money league, with half PPR. And I'm picking at the sixth spot. And I have a sneaking suspicion that Michael Thomas might be joining my team this year. We have our draft this week, so I will definitely be saying. But if he's available at the sixth spot in a three-wide receiver league in the first round, it's going to be hard for me to pass him up. I already know that. So I'm kind of – because I've made a promise to that league that I will never take a wide receiver again in the first round because it has come to bite me in the butt before. 
but I'll probably do it again. And <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, last year it was like guys like DeAndre Hopkins, which is like kind of like meh picks, anyways. Yeah, but like DeAndre Hopkins, he was kind of the Michael Thomas. I mean, no, he's not, not so no nobody was the Michael Thomas, but three wide receiver league, Michael Thomas. You could do a lot worse. The year before that, it was like Odell Beckham Jr. and I think Julio, and that bit me in the butt with Odell Beckham. So, but this year, I'm getting it right. I, I, I it's a safe pick, a guy that is going to win you weeks if you take him up high, like maybe mid first round. You're definitely getting value there, especially depending on your league format. Three wide receivers is kind of standard nowadays, and so he deserves one of those top six picks, I would have to say. What do you think? How do you feel about that if you were me and he was available? Depends if the running backs were available. Right, of course. But yeah. if you think about it that he's available at six, that means that there was a run, obviously uh, six yeah. six of the top six running backs were available. So just, just to, to go off it, Christian McCaffrey, Saquon Barkley, Zeke Elliott, Alan Kamara, Dalvin Cook. So that would leave me between, it depends, Derrick Henry or Dalvin Cook, and then Michael Thomas, and it would be hard to pass him up there. I know that this mm-hmm. isn't a who-should-hate-and-draft pick uh, special, but it, it just kind of happens to fall that way. That This is one of those guys I'll be looking at. So, Yeah. Hard yeah, to say. Passing by. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. But I, I well, let let's see what happens. I'll definitely keep everybody posted this yeah. week. At least in three wide receiver league. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, maybe in a two wide receiver kind of standard scoring league, it makes more sense to kind of wait. But uh, if you if you're willing, unless you have more to say about Michael Thomas, why don't I kick it over to the next guy? Yeah, for sure. All right, the next guy that we have on our list at number two is Julio Jones. Uh, Julio Jones is one of the Mr. Consistency guys. This guy has been... You could uh, say that. Yeah. <laughs> one, yeah of, one of the Mr. Consistency guys. He's the Mr. Consistency guy. Yeah. Let's just go back to his stats basically since 2014 when he was like the clear number one. So 100 receptions, 1,593 yards. 136 receptions, one receptions 1,871 yards. So more than uh, Michael Thomas. Uh, in 2016, 83, 1,409. 2017, 88 and 1,444. 2018, 113 and 1,677. And 2019, 99 receptions, 1,394. What's interesting about him is in all of those years, he never broke a double-digit touchdown. So the great thing about Julio Jones when you're drafting him, if you're drafting him at number two, three, wherever, is that He's going to consistently get those receptions. He's going to consistently get those yards, and he's not touchdown dependent, which is very hard for a wide receiver. So maybe yeah. that's the argument for Julio Jones as the receiver number one. He is getting older, but it, in redraft, that doesn't really matter. He doesn't show like he's slowing down. A guy that I would be happy to have on my team. Maybe not a, maybe not, I probably won't get him any place with where I'm drafting this year, but if I had like a later round pick and I was on the turn, or even like at the nine spot, that'd be a happy guy. I'd be happy to have that guy on my team. What do you think about him? Yeah, I mean, all of the seasons he has started at least 15 games, which is one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight seasons. He has scored over 200 fantasy points. And 200 fantasy points for a wide receiver is quite a lot. Yeah. I mean, uh, last year, let me just 
quickly check last year the number well last year was a good year for wide receivers last year the uh it was between 11 the number 11 and number 12 who scored 200 points but he usually have scored like 220 points mm. and last year he scored 224 points so quite a lot yeah yeah for sure he is clear top five pick for sure at yeah. least and he's number two in our in our rankings yeah and and a guy of course that we're splitting hairs here so there are guys that you might personally have in front of him or behind him but there is one thing that you can say about julio jones is that when he is your starting wide receiver on your team you are not worried about his production virtually any week mm. so He's the kind of guy that you can set and forget. Of course, all of these top guys are kind of like that, but even I would say I would, I'm a little bit more comfortable week to week with Julio Jones than maybe Michael Thomas, just because I, we've seen Julio Jones do it for so long. So even though I don't personally have him at number two, I, in fact, I have him at three, you have him at four, Zach has him at two, and Brad has him at two. So that consensusly comes out to two. Still... It makes a lot of sense that he should probably be our two or three guy. So I, I, I'm happy with that placement. Unless you have yeah. more to say about Julio, I'm I'm happy to kick it over to you. Yeah, I mean, I was just about to say that the number two, between number two and number five guy in my rankings, the points ratio is quite small. Or they, like, they are very tightly packed bunch. So it could be either or if he could be number two in my rankings or number five. It doesn't really matter. They are all top quality picks when it comes to first five right. wide receivers. But our number three guy in our consensus rankings is Tyreek Hill. And this is a pretty clear pick. We all know what he can do in the field if he's on the field. So the basic question is comes to that if he's going to be in the field the whole season. Right. Um, so nothing has changed that much really from from last year i mean now they have uh glide edwards hilaire of there of course who's gonna i think he's taking more targets from uh travis kelsey and not so much from from tyree kill and uh and marcus goodwin is holding out so i mean if he's on the field he's gonna score points yeah people ask so yeah that's kind of you, – you kind of hit the nail on the head right there. It is if Tyreek Hill is on the field, Tyreek Hill is going to put out and perform for you. Um, the issue, obviously, that that kind of alludes to is that he does have a little bit of either injury or off-the-field issues that you kind of have to worry about. Last year, he had an injury that took him out for four games. Uh, the year before, luckily, he played it all. In 2017, he missed a game. So – there is that off the field injury issue with Tyree kill that you do have to kind of worry about. The thing is the upside of Tyree kill, his speed, his quickness, the amount of yards that he's getting every game. And the fact that I just personally think that, that I have that offense getting significantly more better, this more better getting better this year, I, that it would be hard for me to have him ranked lower. They just got, a great offensive weapon in the draft this year, Clyde Edwards-Alaire, who's going to be a beast. I'm sure we'll talk about him next week. That's a little preview. Um, but, yeah, so Tyreek Hill is the kind of guy, maybe not quite as safe as Julio Jones. I think that's safe to assume. I, I have mm -hmm. him ranked higher just purely on upside. 
But Me too. if it came down to it, I think that Tyree Kill is definitely the more exciting pick and the kind of guy that has the opportunity, a higher ceiling than Julio Jones, maybe a ceiling similar there to um, Michael Thomas in a way. Mm. Yeah. I know that uh, maybe at the beginning of the year, or not beginning of the year, but between in this offseason, you were a little bit lower on him. And I kind of snagged him from you in Dynasty, but you have kind of uh, become a little hotter on him. So what what is it about him that you've changed? Maybe it's just your feeling towards that offense? Yeah, I just I took a hard look of my rankings and, and, and my statings overall. And I came to the conclusion that those are not realistic statting <laughs> for, uh, for that offense. Right. As you said, uh, I still think, don't think that you snagged him from him. Uh, from me, I got Juju and the first round pick, and we had a Twitter poll, and Twitter was on and my side. And you won, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So uh, yeah, it's but it, of course it was very close. I personally think it was a win-win since I'm in a rebuilding phase. Yeah, and that that was a huge rebuilding pick for you because you got a yeah. young guy and a first round pick. So yes, and and, and I, Juju can easily be a great bounce back kid. Yeah, for sure. Back. And for so, me, I'm in a win now situation, so I yeah, I needed you, the guy. You are in, in win now this situation for the next four years. <laughs> yeah, other than I don't have any first round picks next or second round picks next year, but who knows? Well, maybe that'll all, change. You have all the guys. <laughs> That's true. That's Just true. from one guy in now in now league, but you know it goes how it goes. It goes how uh, it goes. I'm a good negotiator. <laughs> you're a good guy, and everybody wants to wants you to win. So yeah, I deserve a win. People you want are, this you podcast. are giving donations. People want this podcast to succeed. They want people <laughs> to make it seem like I know what I'm doing, so I can brag that I'm doing well, even if people are just handing me guys for free. <laughs> so yeah, almost for free. Almost for free. Yeah. Yeah. But, so yeah, but yeah, of course, yeah, I. I um, I actually tweaked my statting a bunch, so uh, also affect my my uh, quarterback rankings and my running back rankings. It's the first time we are doing this, and then uh, first time out, it was like kind of wild. Yeah. So, and and that that's to be expected. And uh, we never claim to be like the top of the line experts at fantasy football, but we're learning, and maybe in a couple of years we'll we'll become that. But uh, anyway, yeah, this is a great learning exercise for sure. And it, it it was a lot of work and it was a lot of fun. But the stats that we have personally for Tyreek Hill, uh, you and I both have him at two. Zach has him at three, and Brad has him at nine. So that Brad is definitely the reason that we have Tyreek Hill at three rather than two. But I, I also mm. do think it's fitting because I think that Julio Jones is definitely going to be a more consistent guy week to week. Uh, which one I would rather have on my team is hard to say at this point because I, I personally do have Tyreek Hill ranked higher, but Julio Jones has that safety. So hard to say, hard to say. Either one of these guys is going to be great for your team. Uh, speaking of great guys for your team, the next guy is probably another guy that's really good for your team. So in, if you maybe I will introduce him now. Mm-hmm. That guy is Devonte Adams, and as we know, at right before recording today, uh, Devonte Adams was left the field with an ankle issue. Issue, but it seems, according to the reports, that Devonte Adams has uh, avoided any serious injury, so that shouldn't affect the rankings going forward. If anything changes, we will let you guys know on Twitter. Did you say? 
did you say that as we are ranking, as we are recording today, we all know that <laughs> you went Wednesday. Yeah, as, as we are recording on Wednesday. As we are recording on Wednesday, Devonta Adams currently has a, an ankle injury pending, but it seems that he has avoided anything negative. So if if anything changes, we will let you know. Uh, Devonte Adams is my personal rank number four, so I have him exactly where he is ranked for us. You have him at seven. Zach yeah, at five I'm and bit, Brad at five. Bit more mad about him. Yeah, and I, I think that that's fair because there's a lot of question marks with that offense. And but, those injuries that almost just happened. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, I'm, I'm completely with you. The thing about Devonte Adams, a lot like uh, Julio Jones, is when he's on the field, he's extremely consistent. The issue with him, like Tyreek Hill, he's not on the field all the time. So he's kind of a mixture of the good of Julio and the bad of Tyreek Hill. Um, you're lower on him, so maybe I'll let you get to the bad side of him. Is there anything? I, yeah, I mean, he's in number seven for me, so I still like him for mm-hmm. sure. But the thing is that these guys are like very hard to stat because it's been a while since he has seen like a full season, if ever. So last year he started 12 games. Mm-hmm. Uh, 2018, he started the 15. So mm-hmm. that was a good year for him. Uh, 2017, 14 games. So, and 16, he played the full season. So yeah. it's very like year in, year out. Yeah. And with wide receivers, if you miss even those three games, two games, yeah, you better have some depth in your team. Yeah, uh, and last year it was like uh, you had him last year, didn't you? I did draft him. Yeah, he was the wide receiver that screwed me last year. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah, that's what I was about to say. So the first half of the season, everybody was like, "Oh man, what's gonna happen?" And then he his value dropped. He got traded low, and then suddenly something happened, and he was back scoring points. Yeah. Yeah, no, so, that's the that's the case with him for sure. Yeah, so uh, I still have him because the thing is that there's like Alan Lazard, 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 yeah, <laughs> Lazard there, and then and that that's pretty much it. So yeah, if he's on the field, he's the clear number one target. Also, of course, he's gonna get the coverage, but I think he's talented enough to handle that coverage. Right. So I yeah. I still have him like over over uh, almost. 1200 yards uh almost 100 receptions and 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 nine touchdowns so yeah still quite a lot of points yeah the kind one of the minor issues i have with Devonte adams is i feel like when when we're when you're drafting him you're kind of drafting him of a vision of a guy that has done it a lot before so, like, you're drafting him as sort of a veteran receiver because he's been in the league for a long time, since 2014. But he's actually only really had a really amazing season, which was in 2018, one time. And that was 13, uh, almost 1,400 yards and 13 touchdowns. So, yes, that year he was very good. But ever since then, and even before that, he has never actually broken 1,000 yards. He's hit 997 two times in his career. And he's had over doubled the touchdowns three times, but he's only really put it together for a full season to put up like very obvious wide receiver one numbers one time. And so you're kind of, 
you're drafting him thinking, okay, he has one of the best time, best all-time quarterbacks, gener- definitely one of the best generational quarterbacks throwing to him in Aaron Rodgers. You're thinking, okay, this is going to be a high-powered offense. You're also thinking, okay, there's nobody behind him, like you said, Alan Lazard, and that's really basically, what was it, like Devin Funches or something? But he's not even playing this year, so yeah. it, it doesn't there's matter. There's MVS. Yeah, MVS, who's terrible. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, the you the thing is we're just hoping that he can put it together for another year. And so I think that he is kind of – when you're looking at these tiers, I kind of put Michael Thomas, Julio, and Tyreek in this top tier. And then Devontae Adams is kind of the guy in the tier directly below. And I know that we are kind of – the NFG, for instance, is kind of uh, – we're kind of alone in that as most people have Devonta Adams as the wide receiver two, but he just hasn't had the numbers to show that he deserves wide receiver two recognition yet. In my, mm. my, my opinion, he's done it one time. So, and it wasn't even a phenomenal year is 13 touchdowns and, and just under 1400 yards. So that's a great year, but I still, like I said, I still think you're, you're drafting him to be something he hasn't fully shown yet. So, that's just all I have to say about that. Do you want to introduce the next guy, or do you have more to say about Adams? No, I think we, we said plenty of Adams. So I personally, I stay clear of him. But if you believe him in then go ahead. He could be a great, great, great pick. Yeah, and he's a consistent guy when he's on the field, which is, is something to say about him for sure. So, so uh, our next guy, we are a couple of spots higher. So not the hottest takes, but maybe if we have somebody generally outside from top five, we have him in our top five. That's like in relation. That's kind of kind of a hot pick. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so uh, our next uh, guy is from the Detroit Lions, Kenny Galladay, mm. who had uh, kind of a breakout season last season, you could say, uh, uh, like a clear clear uh, improvement for from his uh, sophomore year. So yeah. last year was his third year, uh, which he didn't start even in his sophomore year. He didn't, didn't start the, the, whole, like, the whole season, but last year he did. And he racked up kind of a, like good numbers. He had kind of like a low amount of receptions compared to the other top guys, only 65. But what he did with those 65 receptions, that's kind of like uh, the thing here. He racked up 1,190 yards and 11 touchdowns. He yeah. was one of the few receivers to get double-digit touchdowns. And those that yard number, like like 18.3 yards per reception is crazy. Yeah, it's phenomenal. Yeah, yeah I mean, crazy. the guy can run. <laughs> so, uh, uh, so if he can... With those 65 receptions, even if they have point PPR, we all know how much those receptions get you points just by itself. Yeah, Kaladev uh, for sure has the talent. And uh, I have him uh, improving in receptions, getting 85 le- le- next season. Of course, the yards will come. Uh, I didn't put the same yards per reception for him, for sure not. Hmm. I mean, it's only for me, it's only 14, a little bit over 14 yards per reception next year. Uh, and the touchdowns I took down a bit as well, but but those rankings are are 
those standings give him the number five in my rankings as well. So consensus-wise the same. I really like that guy and uh, I see value value in that guy picking him, uh, like reaching him like half a round early even. So, Yeah. One one thing about Kenny Galladay, I, I actually have him in terms of receptions and yards, I have him taking a step forward, but obviously the touchdowns are a major outlier. 11 touchdowns, while not necessarily impossible to duplicate, as we've talked about some guys before, it's easy to do, or not easy to do, but it's doable, especially if you're in a high-powered offense like the Lions at least want to be. Um, I still think that 11 might be a little bit outside of his reach. I have him getting 72 receptions and 1,259 yards. Um, A little bit about us as a team. I think the reason that – I think you and I – you're kind of high in him. I'm a little bit lower. I have him ranked at six. Zach has him – or Brad has him ranked at seven, but Zach has him ranked at four. So that's probably the reason that he is take he's a little bit higher than maybe the next couple of guys on our list. I'm a little bit lower on Galladay. I don't know how I I mean at five for six it's not that big of a difference, of course. Mm. But yeah, he, it's kind of it's splitting hairs. Yeah, it, it's splitting hairs here. The main reason that I'm a little lower on Galladay is because we're a half PPR scoring. That's kind of how we do our rankings. And as you mentioned earlier, Kenny Galladay is the kind of guys that gets low target volume. It's just what he does with those targets. So if if anything was to happen there, like if he is he has nowhere come close to 100 receptions on a year. Last year, 65. The year before that, 70. I have him up to 72 this year. And he's the because of that reason, he's the kind of guy that will get maybe three or four receptions a game, which is not a lot for a wide receiver one. And occasionally he will not catch the ball. He will disappear for games and not disappear like only two or three receptions, like disappear like zero receptions in a game. So if you're taking him as your wide receiver one, you have to know that you're going to have to back up a lot and maybe pick a high upside guy or a a safe floor, not high upside, but safe floor guy for your wide receiver two and three to kind of counteract the weeks that he's missed. I know that I had him on my team last year. I picked him as my wide receiver too. And he definitely floored me a couple of weeks because he only had one to zero receptions. And I lost the week because he didn't catch anything. So just something to kind of be weary of Kenny Galladay. He will win you weeks because there will be a week where he catches uh, 10 receptions for 200 yards and three touchdowns, but then he'll disappear for the next week. So he, he, he's a great, great guy to have on your team, but maybe not quite as safe as some of these other guys that we've talked about. Mm-hmm. So that, that's all I want to say about him. Uh, if you're, oh, unless you ha- want to counter what I've said, because I, I did kind of poo-poo him a little bit there, I'll move it on to the next one. No, I mean, that's kind of what he is. He, he wins you weeks, and then he loses you some. Yeah. It's and, your job as a manager to see the bad, bad uh, matchups. And right. maybe have the wisdom to take him away yeah. from the lineup those yeah, weeks. There's going to be a couple of weeks where it might be in your best interest to sit him and flex somebody else, move your number two guy up to number one. Uh, but this next guy, this is an interesting one. <laughs> he is actually ranked perfectly at six, 
where I think everybody else actually, let's see here. Yeah, he's ranked at six as well for fantasy pros. We have him ranked at six, but the variance between us is ridiculous. So just just for reference, Brad at four, Zach at six, Auntie at three, me at 12. So that man is Chris Godwin. Um, it's clear, I've, I've made it abundantly, abundantly, abundantly clear at this point that I am staying away from the Tampa Bay offense this year. I think that I should go through and readjust my Chris Godwin stats maybe a little bit because he's the slot guy and Tom Brady and the slot guy, they generally fall in love with each other pretty soon, like right up, like pretty quickly. But I just, I don't believe in Tom Brady this year. I don't believe in the Tampa Bay offense. So for me, Chris Godwin is an absolute stay away. And you have him at three, so I would love to hear what you have to say. Yeah, as you said, Tom Brady and slot guy. And, <laughs> uh, and I don't want to like predict when the falling off is going to happen. When it happens, I brought it off, and the next season he doesn't play, and that's it. I got that season wrong. But I don't, I don't like to predict, like, this is going to be the season. It's kind, of, it's kind of the same when you say about Julio Jones that, okay, this year he's not going to perform anymore. This year he's not going to perform anymore. And it's been five, five seasons later, and this season he's going to perform anymore. Yeah. So at, at some point it's going to happen for sure. I just don't want to predict it when I don't see any, any proof, basically. So, yeah, the slot guy in that team, uh, I believe it's going to be a high offense. So I have him at 95 receptions. He's going to be the number one wide receiver in the team because of the, of the slot guy role and uh, almost 1,300 yards, nine touchdowns. My stat, my stat line puts him at number three in the rankings. Yeah, and for me at 12, I have him quite a bit lower. Uh, I actually do still have him as the wide receiver one for the team, of course, uh, but I have him at 90 receptions, 1,119 yards, and just six touchdowns. So I still have him statted for a very good year, just under 200 fantasy points. However, I, uh, Chris, here's the thing. Chris Godwin and Mike Evans, they're the guys that I'm okay with being wrong about. They're, so, they're such good talent at wide receivers, and there are so many great, talented wide receivers that I am willing to pivot these guys down and if they happen to fall to me to later rounds, then I'll take them. If I have to take Chris Godwin in the second, I do not feel comfortable doing that. Like, of course, if, I, if he's there and it's the third round and everybody else is kind of afraid of him, I'll pull the trigger on him. But it's just I, there are so many guys around him that are going right now that I, I just feel so much more comfortable with. Um, people that we've talked about before that are going Kenny Galladay, for instance, is going after him really would be happy to have him. Uh, well, maybe I won't list off too many because those are people that we're going to talk about later, but these, I, I, I would rather just reach for one guy than go with, with Chris Godwin. And uh, I, like you said, as a game manager with uh, Kenny Galladay, you, that, that's a decision you're going to have to make. You're going to have to dis- determine which people you're okay with being wrong with and moving on to the next guy. And that's the guy. Those are the two guys for me this year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, do you. And if you don't believe in Tampa Bay offense, of course you don't draft any any offensive players from Tampa Bay. Then. Yeah. Would be kind of crazy to, to do otherwise. Yeah, I mean, don't you should never feel forced into a pick. 
I think that yeah. that that's kind of the main thing there that you should be happy with your team when you come out for it. You should be going for the guys that you want that are going to help that you feel are going to help your team the best. Just because a bunch of guys that sit around and look at stats all day think a guy is going to perform well, that guy still has to perform. So really, it's on you. Yeah, there's plenty of players to pick from. So pick pick who do you think is best for your team, and then and move on. Yeah, I I think that's fair. And speaking of moving on, maybe we'll move on to the next guy. Alrighty, the next guy number seven. Number seven, experienced kind of a interesting change of circumstance and circumstances you could say um had to switch cities so uh still stayed in the southern states so climate wise not the biggest change but uh and the quarterback style is kind of the same as well uh, and at this point you all know who i'm talking about so it's deandre hopkins uh yeah God, I don't know how he feels about the trade. Maybe he feels undervalued. He's happy with it, <laughs> personally. I, I know he wasn't in, entirely happy with the Texans, so. Okay. Yeah, he's probably. And maybe it's a it. new life for him. Uh, I mean, uh, still, I don't see him performing that bad myself. Yeah, no, this, me neither. Uh, I mean, he still has the talent, and we, we saw that Kyler Murray can throw the ball last year. And who he has with him in the in Arizona, like Larry Fitzgerald, um, Christian Kirk. I mean, they will get some targets, but you know the majority of the targets are gonna go for Hopkins' way, for sure. Um, they don't have any like pass catching tight ends. Basically, they have Max Williams and then Ar- then. Arnold was it? Yeah, Dan Arnold. I guess in the fantasy was. world, you should be going who? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so you know that those guys are not getting any targets, uh, and and they have uh, like three decent running backs: Kenyon Drake, Chase Edmonds, and Eno Benjamin. They're the rookie, um, and but those are not like the most targeted uh, running backs in in NFL. So he's gonna be targeted a lot. Mm-hmm. And that means if he's targeted, he's gonna catch balls, and if he's gonna catch balls, he's gonna get points. So it's simple elementary school math, basically. Right. Uh, I have him almost 100 receptions and 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 uh, 1,200 yards. Yeah. Eight touchdowns. So. Yeah. So for me, this is kind of an easy pick. I am much higher on Deshaun Watson than most of my uh, people. DeAndre I'm, Hopkins. Uh, I'm sorry, yeah DeAndre, yeah. DeAndre Hopkins more than a lot of people here. Uh, I have him at five. You have him at six. Zach at eight. So that that's about right. But Brad has him at 11. So I think that's kind of the reason that he's dropped a little bit here. But, of course, Brad is there. That's why we do the consensus to kind of get the feeling of the community a little bit more. Uh, for me, the reason that I have him as high as I do is this. Remember how we were talking about consistency when it comes to Julio Jones? Mm-hmm. We were saying that's the kind of guy that's always on the field and the kind of guy that when he's on the field is always putting up uh, points. Well, this guy has been playing since 2013 and he has never dropped below 800 yards since his uh, rookie season. And since his rookie season, only below 1,000 yards one time. 
Now, a lot of people are saying, well, that's because he has an amazing quarterback to him and we don't know exactly what's going to be happening with uh, Deshaun Watson. That's why I said Deshaun Watson last time. Okay. <laughs> so the reason is, but the, Deshaun Watson has only been in the league since 2017, and uh, DeAndre Hopkins has been since 2013. And these are the stat. These are the stats without uh, Deshaun Watson. So in 2016, the year before, 954 yards and four touchdowns. Not great. He played all 16 games, but still, 2015, 1521 and 11 touchdowns. That's wide receiver one numbers. He was he was one of the best wide receivers that year. The year before that, in 2014, his sophomore season, 1,210 and six touchdowns. So the guy puts up numbers consistently regardless of bad quarterback play. And I can say, as an NFL fan, back in 2014, the Texans, back in 2015 when he had 1,500 yards, the Texans had significantly worse quarterback play than they are going to have with Kyler Murray in uh, Arizona. So I think that the guy is still going to get it done. The guy has shown year after year after year that he is significantly consistent, the kind of guy that if you have him on your team, you're very, very happy. He doesn't let you down. Always, if not 1,000 yards, very, very close to 1,000 yards. He's broken 10 touchdowns three times in his career, and I think on this high-powered offense he can do it again. So, yeah, past, past three seasons, he has been in the top five yeah. wide receiver departments. So, and he has been number one one of those years. So, Yeah, and this is the kind of guy, for instance, that we were talking that is going around the same time as Chris Godwin that I would snag up immediately before Chris Godwin. So the, this is just kind of the things that you have, you have to look at. So it, it, not saying that DeAndre Hopkins is safe by any means, but I do think he's a lot safer than – People let him out to be, if that makes sense. And I, I think that there's less question marks around him than, for instance, around question marks like Mike Evans and Chris Godwin, at least in my personal opinion. So take that at what you feel it is. Uh, is there anything that you would like to say about him? I know I've been talking quite a lot about him. No, I'm, I'm happy to move on. Cool. Next hot one take. is our hottest takes. Hottest <laughs> take. And uh, we could point one guy out. <laughs> uh, why, Same guy, why... that's the reason that everybody's down. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, the next guy is the, the hottest sophomore of this, uh, of this sophomore class, you could say, A.J. Brown, who broke up in the latter half of last season. And, uh, yeah, for sure he could have potential to, like, just pick up where he left it and, and continue. But uh, it's always kind of like risky to predict, uh, like out of those eight games, to predict that he's gonna have a top ten season the following year. And and uh, so yeah, I I took a bit more cautious uh, routes when I was studying him. I still have him in decent stats uh, and and scoring over two hundred fantasy points. But he's the number thirteen for me, it seems, mm-hmm. and we have him at eight in our consensus, and that's because Brad has him at number six, mm-hmm. and and Zach has it and have him at number ten, and and you and me have him a bit lower, outside of the top ten. So yeah, 
Uh, but this is a format format consensus, and AJ Brown is at number eight spot. So uh, we are happy with that. Yeah. What's I don't in have any any like he's a huge guy. He's a talented guy, but there's so many more guys that have been doing it a lot more seasons than he has. So it's just kind of like a upside upside bet, maybe. Yeah, I mean, his rookie season was huge. He had over a thousand yards on his rookie season, and that's hard to do, you know. So and those those yards were maybe like with last eight games basically yeah, it was the back half he only here he, he only started 11 games last year and he had yeah. over a thousand yards so the guy was amazing and it's showing that he should definitely be that guy for the team the thing is is he safe no i think he's being and and what's funny about him is you and i still have him above adp i have him two picks above adp you have him three picks above adp but as a consensus we have him seven picks above adp so I, I do think that he's a better value than where he's being drafted at, but I, I do think that it's important to temper expectations. I think it, it's very likely that that Tennessee offense is going to come back down to earth a little bit. Uh, Ryan Tannehill, while I'm still very high on Ryan Tannehill next year, it's going to be hard for him to produce that 70 percentile completion, that 70 percent completion percentage. I think that teams now know that A.J. Brown is the main target, so they're going to start covering him a little bit better. Let's say the running game doesn't work quite as well with Derrick Henry, so they're going to have to try to convert on third down, so they're going to have to go shallow a little bit more just to get that first down. So temper your expectations with A.J. Brown, but I am personally cautiously optimistic about him. Maybe where we have him is a little high consensus-wise, but I, I understand the hype. Is what I'm saying, and if, and if you want to take him early, maybe maybe not a whole round early like we have him projected, but if if you feel that you want to take him early, I I can't blame you. The guy is a freak talent. He's a huge guy, number one on the team. Could be an interesting year. Could be the start of something very special. Could be the next uh, Michael Thomas or DeAndre Hopkins. One of those. Yeah, young- both those guys have started their careers the same way, and and like Julio's and and. One not with the over one thousand yarders, so right, exactly. Everybody start from somewhere, right? Exactly. The issue is we only have one year of seeing it, but I definitely mm. think that he he has the be cautious, but he does have that upside. Um, maybe this next guy is the kind of guy that has been around a little bit longer, and we are all kind of the same on him. The fact that we have him at that doesn't make any sense that we have him at nine because nobody has him in their top ten. Yeah, it does because we have we have it at eleven, 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 and, and twelve. 12. So, yeah, and then we have those other guys like below him. They have more versatile takes. So yeah, it's just averaged. Yeah. Okay. For that. So at, those, it's kind of like that that eleven, 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 twelve spot that we all have him. at that he has been there for the past i want to say like eight years i know he hasn't been playing that long but it seems so yeah if only this guy could be in a better team with a better quarterback he would be beast yeah this dude has the story like we're talking about quarterbacks that have had multiple uh, wide receivers but have been amazing we're talking like chris carson that went from one huge quarterback to another huge quarterback 
we're talking guys that have bounced around from terrible quarterback to terrible quarterback here. So Allen Robinson is that guy. I'm not sure if we talked about him. So why, why, since we have him the exact same, we feel the exact same about him. Why don't you talk a little bit about him? Yeah. I mean, he's going to produce the same numbers pretty much every year. And that, and he finishes near that like number 10 guy, like almost every year. Um, it doesn't really matter who his quarterback is. He's going to produce those <laughs> exact same numbers every year. And it's pretty safe to stat him there this year as well. Uh, they have Anthony Miller and then that that's it pretty much in the uh, wide receiver department. So he's he's the clear number one guy. There's, there's a clear number two guy. And then after that, there's not so much depth behind him. So... It's just very, very. If you can snatch this guy as your number two wide receiver, you are golden. Yeah. Of course, it's gonna mean that you have depth issues in your running back department, but you know, <laughs> you yeah. can't have any everything. But this guy as your number one wide receiver, then you pretty much you have to draft in the turn or something like that and get two pretty much the same caliber wide receivers to be be, be safe. This is the guy, in my opinion, that when I said, if you're going to draft Kenny Galladay, that he's going to disappear from week to week, and you need a guy that has a safe floor, Allen Robinson is the guy that immediately came to mind, that if you're going to go uh, Kenny Galladay, you should probably snag Allen Robinson in the next round, just to like kind of get that safety net for your Kenny Galladay type. Mm, that's a very good point. Yeah. So, yeah, Kenny Gall- or Allen Robinson – he does have a history of being an average wide receiver. He has one year, his sophomore season, 1,414 touchdowns. That's obviously an outlier season. Um, there's not a lot to say about him. He's going to be okay. He's a good wide receiver. He's not a great wide receiver. He's on a good team, not a great team. I think he's a great wide receiver. <laughs> it just... There's bad limits. situations. Yeah, bad situations, yeah. Yeah. I mean, that offense is turned so many times that how you're going to score points. So. Yeah, yeah it's, a good, it's a good point. Maybe that we'll see some uh, production there when, if, if it happens that they switch over from Trubisky to Foles. I don't really know how much of an upgrade Foles is going to be. <laughs> If that happens, oh, he, when that happens, who knows? There, there's a chance. I mean, he has a he has a ring. So, yeah. What's so, crazy about Foles is Foles is nowhere near an amazing quarterback, and that would be like his third or fourth starting quarterback, and that would be his best quarterback he's ever played with would be Nick Foles. So, like we said, the guy of just terrible quarterback play his entire career, still putting up numbers, consistent guy. If you're going to go with one of these high upside, low floor guys, Allen Robinson is a safe uh, wide receiver too. Or if you want to take a lot of risks with like later round wide receivers, Allen Robinson is a pretty safe wide receiver one as well. If you want to take some risks like maybe on really late round guys like Michael Hardman, who could turn out to be amazing, maybe uh, – What's his name? Well, this next guy we have could be great value with Alan Robinson. Yeah, or, but like one guy I, I'm thinking that if, if you want to take as your wide receiver two as a very question mark guy, Michael Gallup, for instance, that if you take him and you're okay with Allen Robinson as your safe wide receiver one, that you can take those those sh- like dart throw picks, high upside guys. So, but yeah, mm. it, 
unless you want to say more about him, I can definitely kick it over to our number 10 guy. And this is, like you said, this is what we would call, oh man, this is a huge variation here. Number 10, we have Calvin Ridley, six spots above ADP. So we are, we, this is another one of our hot takes. I have him at nine, so I'm very clearly high on him. I talked a little bit about him in our previous show about hot takes. You have him at 22. So if people have heard, they've heard everything I've had to say about uh, Calvin Ridley. And you had actually mentioned in that show that you had him ranked higher than me. It seems that you have cooled a little bit on Calvin Ridley. So what is that? How many points do you have him at? Yeah, well, let me let me pull that up. Um, because I'm I'm still believing that we have them about about the same. I have, as I said, yeah, I have Calvin Ridley very very high. Like I said, I have him at nine, so I have him exactly at two hundred fantasy points. So I have him at two hundred and five points, <laughs> and he's your twenty second. <laughs> yeah, you just have like bunch of other wide receivers with crazy low points. In my opinion, if you compare it like to history, maybe then. But I just think it's gonna be a good wide receiver year, okay, and a, and a quarterback year. So it's not about Calvin Ridley; it's about that I see other other guys before him performing as well. I mean, I have guys like, uh, let me see. I have like DJ Moore there. I have Juju there, Cooper Cup, OBJ. Uh, DJ, Terry McLaurin, Mike Evans, Tyler Luckett, DK Metcalf, Amari Cooper, Adam Thielen, and Cordell Sutton all before Calvin Ridley. Mm-hmm. I mean, you have DJ and, more really high. I mean, Calvin Ridley is still the number two wide receiver in that team. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's true. There, there's bunch, bunch of wide receiver ones that you guys have started bef- like after wide receiver one, wide receiver two from one team. So Yeah. No, yeah, that makes sense to me. I think just the vacated targets that they're going to have to go somewhere. It's going to be hard for Julio to get more work. So, of course, that's going to go to the wide receiver, too. In this case, also, we know who vacated Julio, from, from uh, Austin Hooper. Yeah, yeah, but there's Hayden Hurst now. Yeah, of course, there's Hayden Hurst. But like I said last a couple of weeks ago, it's very rare that a guy comes from another team and fits the slot perfectly. Of course, he's going to there's get a lot. Of, now. Huh? There's Todd Gurley as well. Yeah, there's also Todd Gurley there, but it's not like that wide receiver, that running back core was uh, anything to really be good with last year. I do have Todd Gurley getting a lot of that receiving work, but again, he's an injury risk. Um, another thing about that team, Julio Jones, as we have previously said, he is a yardage guy. So I actually don't have Calvin Ridley getting that many yards per se. I have him getting just barely over 1,000. I have him getting 1,024. But I do have him getting the touchdowns because Julio Jones has never been a touchdown guy. The touchdown receiving touchdowns have to go somewhere. Give it to the number two guy, Calvin Ridley. I have Calvin Ridley getting just under 10 at 9. So I think that that's kind of where he gets the bump up there. Um, It's going to be an interesting year for Calvin Ridley. People are very hit or miss with him, high or low. I'm clearly high. You're clearly low. I can't wait to take a victory lap on you this year when it comes <laughs> to Calvin Ridley. But again, have, we, we still have the, I have him more for more points than you have. Remember that. That's a really good point. <laughs> yeah. 
But I, I think that he's going to be some decent value here. I think those touchdowns have to go somewhere. And it's not like I have um, – I don't have Todd Gurley that low. I have him ranked pretty good. And I do have Hayden Hurst as a very high tight end as well. It's just – I feel, maybe then that you are like lower than on a bunch of wide receivers than I am. I, one thing I've noticed throughout this entire process is that I am a lot lower on my top guys than you are. Yes. Like you have your are. top guys statted way higher than me, which, you know, it could just be one of those years. I have them statted a little bit more like it's going to be a conservative year because of uh, what's going on in the world that maybe offenses don't gel as much. You think that defenses are going to be bad, so offenses are just going to go crazy. So who knows what's going to happen. What I do know is that these are our rankings. It's going to be a very fun year. So, Auntie, are, would you like to read back our list? Uh, yeah, for sure. Uh, so, starting from number one, Michael Thomas, no surprises there. Julio Jones, Mr. Consistency, as we, as we named him. Tyreek Hill, the uh, low-risk, high-upside guy, you could say. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Devante Adams. Uh, I don't know. I I stopped. I've stopped making up nicknames. Not the low uh, risk, high upside guy. <laughs> the high risk, low upside guy. Yeah. <laughs> not maybe the low upside. That's maybe that's maybe yeah. right. But high risk, high upside guy. You could say. Yeah. Kenny Galladay. Uh, win win some, lose some. Yeah. Uh, Chris Godwin. Um, I don't know. Make Who the heck pick. knows with him? <laughs> yeah. DeAndre Hopkins. Um. Julio Jones Jr., you could say. <laughs> AJ Brown, Mr. Sophomore. Yeah. And Alan Robinson, Bad Luck Brian. Mr. Calvin Consistency 3.0. Calvin Ridley, wide receiver two. I don't know what you guys are thinking, but. <laughs> yeah. No, it, it's going to be an interesting year. Let's see. How did the other people have Calvin Ridley? Just, so I have him we at have nine, him Brad at, at nine, or Brad at 13, Zach at nine, you at 22. So. Yeah, we. I'm lower on him on ADP wise as well. I I realized that. Yeah, but so six spots, six spots. As a consensus, we are six spots higher on him. I want to the, give yeah, one honorable met mention to our number eleven and twelve. Number eleven, we have a huge. Uh, I don't know what to call it. Just a huge discrepancy with. This is a hot take for us. We have Cooper Cup. And that's thanks to one man, as always, Mr. Brad. Thank you again, Brad, for screwing with our wide receiver rankings. I have him at 16. You have him at 10. Brad, Zach has him at 26. And Brad has Cooper Cup at wide receiver three. So big, big jump there. And then number 12, DJ Moore. That's about where he belongs. We have Amari Cooper kind of low. I think Amari Cooper and Kenny Dalladay kind of the same. So... Those are just some guys right outside of our top 10 that are might, you might find interesting. If you guys want to hear more about our wide receiver rankings, Auntie, do you, do you have any idea where those people might be able to find them? I still have, want to touch this uh, Cooper okay. Cup situation. I mean, the guy was number four last year. Yeah. After that, they lost, their, they lost Brandon Cooks. I mean, I don't get it. No, I mean... I mean I, I guess it's just as how much you believe in him versus Robert Woods. You're talking about that uh, Calvin Ridley is the wide receiver two there, but it's not as high of an offense as Atlanta. And we don't even know who the wide receiver one or two is there. 
with Robert Woods. I mean, Robert Woods. Woods was 17 last year, so they can easily sustain to, at Why least now when Brandon Cooks is not there. So, yeah. Know. No, I, I, I hear you. It's just, I don't know. There are a lot of guys I feel with higher upside, I guess. that That's where it's coming from. Mm. But, yeah, Cooper Cup's a good value. Brad, having yeah, him sure. at three is not, like, astronomically crazy. But, I mean, I think it's a little crazy, personally. Yeah, I think I have, have him where he should be. Of yeah, course. I think 10 is, is pretty It's my good. ranking. <laughs> at 26, is kind of, like, crashing my year, but, you know. Yeah, I'm happy with him at 16. Adam Thielen was a bust last year, so every year there's somebody there's somebody who's busting. So I'm happy with him at 16, which is exactly actually two spots higher than where Fantasy Pros has him. So I'm still high mm. on Cooper Cup, but I'm not like overwhelmingly uh, hot on him. Let's just say. Mm. Yeah, but anyway, as I was saying, we have a whole bunch of rankings that we, uh, you know, a whole bunch of people we haven't even touched. So if anybody's interested, Auntie, where can they find those? Uh, we have a website that you can find from nordicfootballguys.com. Yeah. And you can follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at NFGPod. We will probably say it again in our outro, but you guys know now. But anyway, I hope you guys enjoyed this episode, Auntie. This was a fun one. I hope you had a good time. Mm-hmm. As always. As always. Next week is the big one. The big one, running the back. running back shows. And then right after that, we have a preview show. And then NFL is here. It's football time. Can you believe it, guys? It is coming again. I hope you guys. It's almost are- wanted to like copycat Mike. <laughs> yeah, it, it's, it's football, football time. time. But I, I'm, I'm afraid that I'm going to break some infringements, right? So Yeah, we're going to get a cease and desist that. letter. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, as I said before, I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. And we will see you later. Bye bye. Morro, morro, mitä poro. That's Finnish and it means what's up reindeer in short. We hope you guys enjoyed this episode or all of our previous episodes. We hope you guys are enjoying the podcast. That is the most important thing. Go and listen to us in Spotify, in Apple Pod and all the other major podcast platforms. And if you have any questions or you'd like to get a hold of us, you can reach us at NFG Pod on Facebook, Instagram and Twitter. We Kiitos. hope to see you there. Morro, morro.